0: Hi, Dustin Hawkinsmith here from Penn Live. I've got your four Penn State talking points on this edition of the Blue White Breakdown for Monday, April twenty-fifth. First and foremost, the Blue White game on Saturday. The defense won that over the offense, and in a little altered scoring format, seventeen to thirteen. But first, we got news on Monday from Lions two four seven Sean Fitz reporting that Cole Brevard, redshirt sophomore defensive tackle, has hit the NCAA transfer portal. He does this two days after the spring practice season wraps up. Not at all uncommon this time of year. Penn State could expect some more comings, maybe some more goings, as the roster continues to take shape. Cole Brevard played in one game as he redshirted as a a, uh, freshman last season. Did not play in 2020. Um, So one game over the course of two seasons. It sure looked like as the depth chart was taking shape. The defensive tackle position is starting to emerge as a bit of a strength. Um, it's one of those spots that James Franklin referenced on Saturday where he said maybe they're not as strong as they were in years past at the very top of it, but depth can make a difference. You've got P.J. Mustafer set to return after missing most of last season with an injury. In his absence last year, you saw Keziah Izzard and Devon Ellis get more and more snaps, more and more experience. That figures to pay off for them in 2022. Hakeem Beeman is expected back. We saw him at the Blue-White game. He missed all of the 21 season for reasons that weren't made clear. Jordan Vandenberg, who's got a little bit of uh, spring buzz as well. He's a redshirt freshman. Freshman Vittorio Molba is a redshirt sophomore. And then we all know that Zane Durant, the true freshman January enrollee from Florida, has generated a ton of buzz for himself. And Jane Franklin even made the case that Zane Durant could play as a true freshman, which would defy expectations at that defensive tackle spot where you don't really expect those young guys to contribute right away. Zane Durant looks like the exception. So you got it all up there. You've got seven guys in that rotation, all capable of playing some kind of role this year. The top four looked pretty well set, assuming Hakeem Beeman is back uh, and in business there. I'm not sure if Cole Brevard was going to get high in that rotation, was kind of fighting for um, any position he could get. So instead, he'll hit the NCAA transfer portal. He's got three seasons of eligibility remaining Remember, he's a former four-star in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. He was listed in the 2020 class by ESPN as the number 75 player overall in the nation. So he's got some ability. He's also got a big body at 6'3 and 332 pounds. I would expect some Power 5 school uh, to scoop him up. There, There should be some interest. He can't find bodies like that. Uh, very easily, especially ones who uh, are in their third year on campus. So expect Cole Brevard to find a landing spot, maybe drift a little bit closer to home in Indiana. Now moving on to three takeaways from the blue-white game. Going to focus on the offensive side of the ball in this one. Remember the offense lost 17-13. Not sure you can really draw too many conclusions from that. But you look at the running back situation. Keeban Lee was active and very, very busy early. The Penn State coaching staff has said all spring long that they're emphasizing the run game after struggling so badly in that department, both up front along the offensive line and with the running backs themselves last season. So you have a shot here. Kevon Lee, you would assume, gets the first crack at the starting job. He's in year three. He looked pretty good on Saturday in the blue-white game. Uh, He tied for the team lead with eight carries. A lot of that work done early. We also know all about Nick Singleton, who is a five-star recruit who enrolled in January from Governor Mifflin High School, the Gatorade national player of the year. He finished with four carries for negative one yard uh, in the blue white game, but I wouldn't look too much into that. He was active in some of those seven on seven and goal line situations um, as well. The guy who turned the most heads Katron Allen, another freshman from IMG Academy. He also enrolled in January. Not that he was forgotten about, but you tend to overlook the second running back in the class when your first running back is a five-star player. So Catron Allen was recognized coming out of high school as a kid who was good at the goal line, good in short yardage, maybe had a little bit of a thumper reputation, And I think he's got some of those tools. He's got power. He's got some size. I think he's listed around 215, 220 pounds. Uh, he thinking he can run with some power and he's not afraid to be physical. But what I think he showed was quickness that was above and beyond what a lot of people thought. So you saw him being able to make one cut and get upfield. You saw a little bit of wiggle whenever there was tight spaces. So you saw some of the makings of what made him a good short yardage back. But I think we saw in a small sample size on Saturday, a kid who can do more than that. I don't think we should pigeonhole him and, and call him a power back or anything like that. I think he's got some more skills to his game. And now you look at between Katron Allen and Nick Singleton coming in, uh, Keevon Lee, you, you would you would expect to play a, a pretty substantial role. You should have a pretty different uh, rotation of running backs this year, and there should be incentive, I think, for the Penn State coaching staff to change things up. K. John Allen looks more and more like a guy who can get into that mix, possibly burn his shirt right there alongside Nick Singleton. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Curaleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our locations, including our new state college dispensary located at 1248 South Atherton Street. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. Continuing our look at takeaways from the blue-white game on the offensive side of the ball, how about the wide receiver position? You lose Jahan Dotson from last year, you're not quite sure exactly what you've got coming back, but you can be pretty certain that Parker Washington has a shot to ascend to that number one role. We did not see him on Saturday. They didn't make it clear why. Uh, I wouldn't expect any any concerns or red flags there. Uh, Mitchell Tinsley wearing Jahan Dotson's number five scored the only touchdown of the day in 11 on 11 drills, Uh, kind of a swing pass to the left. Took it, got pointed up field, made a man miss, got a couple good blocks, scored from 13 yards out. A lot of rave reviews about what Mitchell Tinsley has brought to the table, uh, Caught a bunch of passes for over 1,400 yards, 14 touchdowns for Western Kentucky last year. The coaching staff and his teammates have been clear that he works and it goes about his business like a professional. I would expect him to be, if not the number one or 1A, the number two maybe in this offense. Somebody who brings experience and attention to detail. A lot of the things that Jahan Dotson brought to the table. And then Keandre Lambert Smith emerged two years ago as Penn State's third best wide receiver. Pretty clear last year that he was the Penn State's third best receiver. Made a jump forward in his development last season, over 500 yards receiving. The early signs point to him taking another step forward. So you look at that number, th- that that top three: Parker Washington, Mitchell Tinsley, and Keandre Lambert Smith. That is a good group. But I think the other thing that stood out was the depth that Penn State potentially has there. You had two true freshmen who looked like they brought a little something different to the table in Caden Saunders and Amari Evans. Quick, fast. Straight line speed, long distance speed, but also quick and tight spaces. I would expect one or both of them to maybe even play a pretty sizable role in this offense just because they bring something different. Trey Wallace made a big-time catch in the back corner of the end zone going up high in a one-on-one situation. And that's something that maybe he does better than any other Penn State player is get up with that vertical leap and be able to catch balls that where he doesn't look like he's necessarily open. Jaden Dotton led the team with 45 receiving yards, made three catches, also scored uh, in a uh, a um, a two point conversion situation. So yeah, and re- reports are for him that he had a nice spring as well. Somebody that was pretty easy to forget forget about now maybe he's in that mix to push for a top six spot in that rod receiver rotation. Malik Mega is a guy that we heard about and we saw a bit last year. He's 6'4", 200 pounds, runs extremely fast, extremely well, uh, also has a lot of size. And then you've got Liam Clifford, who uh, kind of that grinder route runner type guy. So you've got a bunch of different options here. Some of them a little further along than others, but I don't think Penn State has any concerns whatsoever about their top three. I don't think they have any concerns about their top six. It's just a matter of what happens between now and the start of the season and who emerges in what role. Last but not least, the quarterbacks. I would say the, the pecking order here is pretty well set. Uh, The coaching staff and Sean Clifford both said that this has been the veterans' best spring yet, which you would expect in year six on Penn State's roster. The first time he's ever had a second spring with the same offensive coordinator, they've made the case that that has made a difference as well in terms of his decision-making, his leadership, his command of the offense. James Franklin said his numbers across the board, both surface numbers and deeper analytics, are all up and that the coaching staff that it supported the conclusions that they drew that Sean Clifford has looked the best that he's ever looked. You know, a lot of Penn State fans probably thinking, what does that exactly mean? But Sean Clifford was off to a pretty good start in 2021 before he got knocked out of the Iowa game, wasn't really himself after that. If you get 12 or 13 games of that Sean Clifford, the best version of Sean Clifford we've seen, then maybe you've got something there. Uh, at the number two spot, seems pretty clear that Christian Bayou is uh, the best bet to win that number two job. He kind of picked up where he left off against Rutgers when he, he made his debut through three touchdown passes. Uh, kind of came out of nowhere in that game against Rutgers, looked really really good. He also looked confident and poised and wasn't very wasn't rattled, didn't get too up, didn't get too down in that game. And I think you saw some of the same makings um, in the blue white game as well. Kind of carried himself with that same sort of composure. And you've got the two true freshmen, Drew Aller and Bo Perbola. They both had a bright moment or two. They both had a couple moments that they'd probably like back. Drew Aller, six out of 14, also threw two interceptions. He had a few passes that he threw behind guys, held onto the ball for a little bit too long. First time in Beaver Stadium playing in front of fans. Uh, Kind of didn't want to make a mistake, it looked like. Uh, Bo Perbola took two sacks. You know, he's credited with three dropbacks, um, three, three pass attempts. Um... So he, he, he kind of played himself to, into some sacks there. So obviously the true freshmen have some work to do. This was all part of the learning curve for them and some mistakes that they can hopefully turn into some progress. But one thing I would say about these two true freshmen, throughout the summer and into the fall, coming out of the 2022 season, I don't expect a lot of clarity in terms of who's ahead of who. I think James Franklin and his coaching staff will wait as long as they possibly can to give one of these guys an edge in that competition. Oftentimes, two quarterbacks in the same recruiting cycle, whoever doesn't have that edge is highly, highly likely to transfer. So they're going to put that off as long as possible, I would expect. This time next year and into the summer of next year, Christian Bayou, Drew Aller, Bo Perbola all could be competing for that starting job with it being Sean Clifford's final season in blue and white. Thanks for tuning into this edition of the blue white breakdown. As always, be sure to check us out on the blue white breakdown anywhere podcasts that can be found. We're also on pennlivecom slash Penn state football for video stories and analysis. And we'll see you next time here on the blue white breakdown. Welcome to cure Relief, a medical marijuana dispensary.